You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. If it's Erev Shabbos Kodesh, this must be Rishodaraisa. And based uh, on my discussions before recording with Hagoyin Harav Yosef Gavriel Berchofer, I'm expecting there should be some Rishifas over here. Um, and uh, not just the Rasikos, of course, that people are firing up their barbecues for Memorial Day, uh, where, of course, you're going to be able to uh, take advantage of the incredible uh, array of fine provisions from Abel's and Hyman. And that means uh, the incredible sausages. And by the way, I, I happen to speak today with someone who's arranging their shrewish events for next week. And they said, you know, we've got a problem. Problem is, is that normally they, uh, we know Shavuos night, Rabbi Yosef, has become a big barbecue night in many, many shows. Huh? <laughs> but they're, but they're worried about, they're worried about the fact that since it's Mitzvah Shabbos, they're not able to baste and get ready the meat the way they need to, so that it should go on to the. So they're saying to me, this Shavuos night, we might have to be mistapik nebuch with with hot dogs and sausages. And I said to him right away, I said, it's taka istapkus, but there is an etza. And of course, for your Shavuos night barbecue or your Memorial Day uh, event, there's nothing like these succulent sausages and materials for an A&H. And I, I tell you, take it from me. You can't go wrong with them. You're going to get a lot of compliments and people are going to be asking for doubles and triples. But the Resichos, though, today, though, is between us, Nebuch, about, let's start with the, again, I really didn't want to go here, but I want to hear what you have to say, just because I want to dump on you, which is the latest school shooting in Uvalde. Um, people don't want to say his name. I'll say his name. Believe me, he's not going to get any. Salvador Ramos, a very disturbed 18-year-old, um, barricaded himself into a classroom, event, eventually killing 21 people, 19 children, two teachers, and um, Obviously, this is all, we were, Roe v. Wade seemed to be on everybody's uh, lips. Once, now we have the other major issue that seems to divide so much of America, gun control. And Rabbi Yosef Gabriel, I know you want to add your voice to the president, the Nussi, one of your favorite people, Joe Biden, that we, it's got to stop. We've got to fight the gun lobbies and make tougher gun control. So make your case. I think they're very simple. First, if most basic, 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 basic is that uh, what's not sell guns to anybody under 21. It's illegal to sell guns to anybody under 21. And uh, this should not be any uh, different than, than driving, buying cigarettes, that's right, sorry, buying cigarettes, buying alcohol, can't do it under 21, can't get a gun to 21. Um, Sounds the, uh, brilliant. Sounds uh, but it's not uh, uh, the, that's what Biden said. Just like the bureau, the bureau of alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. The two other things are twenty-one. Firearms supposed to be twenty-one. There's no uh, question in my mind about that, and that would be a very simple fix. Which who knows what, how many lives it will save? We'll never know. But it's a logical thing to do, and it's everybody should be masked to it. Okay. On a, in a broader sense, one could say. That uh, which should be uh, just like you have to undergo driver's head, you have to undergo uh, a road test, and you have to have a driver's license to drive a car. 
So too, there should really be a gun ed and a gun, and, and a gun test and a gun license to have a gun. There's no reason why it shouldn't be applied and that would still not go against the Second Amendment. Uh, the, uh, one, now, second, one second, one second. First of all, let, let me respond before you start chuckling. The first thing is that um, there are, you are right, there are a number, and again, I don't have the numbers uh, of the exact numbers of the shootings that were done perpetrated by persons under 21. Let's let's not forget the Las Vegas shooting that was done by a man in his 60s, I believe. Yeah, we're not going to eliminate them. We're trying to diminish okay, them. And also the, the New York subway shooter in the beginning part of April. What is your point? That there are more there are other people besides 18-year-olds? My, yes, point is, is that what, my point is is that mass shooting... You can't eliminate it. You have to diminish it. Right. Now, you want to be able, as you say, to get it done. You know that this country, there's a, going to be a steep resistance. Maybe that resistance is justified. Maybe it's not. No. In, well, why in, is it your, in your heart of hearts, you would like... Why is it justified? Why is it justified? Why is the resistance justified? Look, I am not. Uh, my own personal feeling is I it, 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 it disgusts me that guns are so um, readily available, and I know you would everybody, right? You, yeah, but- you you have said on this program, and I guess people could go back and find it in one of our many seasons where you waxed uh, dram- poetically, dramatically, forcefully that you would like to see. A society that where guns were completely eliminated. Right, but I'm not going to, that's not going to be, not realistic. It's not gonna happen. But that is what you really want. That is that's what, what I really want. Like Britain. Okay, everything you're saying now is really trying to be practical. You're trying to be um, right. pragmatic. Okay? Bi- bipartisan. Okay. Practical, partisan, whatever you are. Bipartisan. Yes, I know what you said. The point is, is that it's there is going to be steep resistance. And especially, yeah, crazy, what a crazy and, and just wait a second. And the, the statistics are going to bear out that guns, even available to older people, as they were at the the Las Vegas shooting. Okay, well, I, I already refuted your point. Why are you going back to it? I'm not talking about I, elimination. I'm you didn't refute anything. Lachira, if you want to. Of course I did. Okay. You're, you're saying you're using that uh, uh, a specious argument about you're going to uh, 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 take it. And say, well, we can't eliminate any of it, so why should we diminish any? That of is going to be the argument that people are going. It makes to no respond. sense. Like it's crazy. It's crazy. It's not a crazy argument. It is absolutely. No, the the, the is is even though age is a factor, the tzadashava is mental illness and the indicators. What of, mental, mental you, illness is about? We can't get, find out all mentally ill people in the country, and not even know if they're mentally ill because there's evil in the world too. So therefore, who, okay, Salvador, Ramos, Ramos, Salvador okay. Ramos was cutting himself. Salvador Ramos was going around the beach. Again, you have no, we have no, no but the point is, as I already say in the Sechus Kedushin, as you know, you don't just, you can't just focus on eliminating the mice. You have to, because, well, they're never going to eliminate the mice. So, but so you can't to, eliminate the so mice whole. It is mentally disturbed persons who are not monitored well enough that are the reason why these events occur. And that no, is there's no the reason source of guns. You bought a gun legally. I don't know what you're talking about. Right, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. Maybe the yeah, fact, maybe the no fact 
that this person was involved in erratic behavior for months and years beforehand. And it's erratic behavior. Everybody's lots of people about erratic behavior. What are you going to do? You know what? Stop, don't don't sell guns to people under twenty one. Stop pushing. Or let's let us let certain erratic behavior should create red flags. How is it should... in Uvalde, which is a Gavarfinas town, which I'm sure is since it's Hispanic, it gets third rate services. At, because we are, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of, you know, it's the South. Racism is uh, was still rampant there. Okay. So therefore, you, uh, stop, inf- case, stop they, inferring what you don't know. You've never... They, you've, didn't the, they didn't have the, they didn't have a locked door on their schools. They didn't have security. I'm sure they can't afford security. There was a security a, person who did who's not... Gonna, who's going to pay? Who's going to pay? You think Governor Abbott, that Russia, is going to pay for the mental health services for Uvalde? You know, I, you know in 90 he's seconds... Governor of security to Texas, he's going to pay for mental health services? You know, in... You have to raise taxes. One of the one big... One of the Gimbal Hamuras. In 90 seconds, 95 perhaps, you have, you have managed to insult, to denigrate to really exhibit, once again, your prejudicial negativity and dismissiveness, despite the fact that you're this, you want to make yourself the varmamensch. Wait one second. Let me explain why. First of all, we, you've never been in Uvalde. You don't know what the spirit of the community is. You think that Bechafer from Muncie is going gonna, is gonna, is gonna to dictate well, look, the way it's things are going effect. What I say is true, whether, uh, you don't, you know, whether what I say for dramatic effect is true or not true. The bottom line is, Governor Abbott has no intention of providing security for every school. And there's no, certainly no intention of providing mental Why health not? services for every community. How do you know? He's not spending money on it. He didn't offer to spend any money on it. He just said it's a big tragedy. You know what, what he said? said so he said the first thing is actually to focus on, instead of Biden, what he, and, what he proposed. listen for a second. What he By said way, was, let's focus on the tragedy, the death. Let's allow a national mourning to occur. Of course, he's the Russian Marusha. He has nothing to say about. He's the Russian Marusha. He doesn't want to think that any any little kid should be deprived of his gun. So therefore, all he can do is focus on the tragedy. Could happen again and again and again. You know what? Let's why why not hear the words of the people in Uvalde who say the Rishoyim or people like Beto O'Rourke and all these other people want to make right. He's 100% right. He's 100% right. They, yeah. they, they, they yeah. screamed he was, great. He was they right. screamed him out of right. the auditorium. Absolutely. Fantastic. It's like with David Cohen as they're making the call. And, and, the, and, the, and the he should have been thrown out too. David Cohen should have been thrown out by Rabbi Yoshimir, by the Hespit on the Brisket of yeah. But he was, he was Kanos to Shem Shemayim. I was Shem Shemayim. He wanted to revive his. his, his David Cohen is Kanos Oh, come on. Come on. Let people mourn. And now, especially. People mourning this thing. You have to deal with the problem from the get go. Otherwise, they have to deal with it. We are talking about. Empty words. Don't tell me Governor Abbott's mourning the Emerson on what went down on Uvalde. He, well, he just wants to get out of is having to take one gun off the street in Texas. I'm going to give, I don't know Abbott, but I'm going to say a person who's the governor of the state of Texas has a price. It's a little compassion. That's why he bust off the illegal immigrants to Washington, D.C. and dumped them in the middle of the street in front of the Capitol. It's full of compassion. A person who's connected to that community as governor, as mayor, those are the people who should be talking about it. And you know what they're saying? Wait, they are saying, and again, the news, this story, 
this story is developing, but the basic seems it seems to be the police acted. In no, a- no, 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 no. If the guns, if eighteen year olds not have guns, it would not be issued police. The inaction is- of the police here. Is- I can't believe you're being so irrational. Normally, a rational person. If God, if the, if the I say, let them handle it. We don't. I don't. I think I, I said this word wrong. I'll say it again because this is what you're waiting me to say. I don't trust you guys. You guys, when we left your states on your own, you had segregation. You put color only for border families. I'm supposed to trust you Southerners. You Southerners are... You're looking at the world the way it was when you were born or, or before. The world has changed in Texas. But I don't trust you now either because the gun thing is still another thing, which is a vestige of the Wild West where every Texas... It's not a vest- okay. It's everybody in Texas has to be a macho man. Therefore, they love to have guns because otherwise they feel the masculinity is impinged. It's a crazy state. I wouldn't trust them on guns on anything, just like segregation. Oh, you know what? Don't live in Texas. Leave them alone. Don't live no. in Texas. No, no. Why? How do what, what it affects you? You are the one who dismissed. The Supreme Court had said that about segregation. You want know, the Supreme Court could say about segregation too. They could have said, yeah, that's Texas's issue. Leave it alone. Like Plessy versus let Plessy versus Ferguson stand. Oh, what do we have to get involved with Texas? Texas, they know what they're doing in Texas. You know what? The difference is, you know, now you fell into a, a logical trap. There, you talked about African-Americans who were complaining about not getting equal uh, education, who were being dismissed and shunted into negative places and were suffering. Here, the parents of those children, I would say uh, they should... ask about gun control? They, the parents of those children should speak for them. They are the voices that should Listen, be heard. Let's let's go back. I don't know about Rubal because it's too fresh. But let's go back to Parkland. Parkland, the same same situation, same scenario, and the parents and the kids. They made a, tr- a tumult ad and come trying to get. They went up to Trump to try and get civil. Good, civil good, fine. I have no problem with and that. Then they have a Russia called DeSantis, and then who, who also they yeah. ignore the will of the people. Parkland was the will of the people. They wanted gun control. Yeah. It made sense. Abbott the Russia, DeSantos the Russia. Yeah. Everybody's, in Bechoffer's book, is a whole, it's a whole great tome of Roshoyim. And only Bechoffer, the Malach and the Tzaddik, is able to decide. They want to put it that way, put it that way. But they wrote for him. I don't have to put it that way. You just said it. They wrote, okay, look. I, I, again, I, 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 me and you are the same. I would love to have a world where that is not the case. However, I will tell you that there is, this is an intractable problem in some ways, a political problem. I I would say, you know what, here's what I would like to do. I would like to go into a micro issue about this, because I think, you know, your pronouncements are are completely, and again, I don't care. I'm going to leave them up. I'm not even going to edit them out. And hopefully, well, people, they're completely rational. You're the one being irrational. And people, let's take a look at the comments here. I, again... I, I believe that, people. that people who turn this into uh, a opportunity just for the political grandstanding, making Not a political grandstanding. Ian McConnell said that he's going to want to do some bipartisan effort in the Senate, which is unbelievable. Well, I know it was just maybe it was just grandstanding himself, but he said that. Okay. Again, the man, there should have been, a, and, and finally, I saw in the New York Times today a Wall Street Journal report about Nebuch, the Niftarim. The Nerogim, uh, it, 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 it breaks your heart. And, and again, I give more agency to these people in Texas. They might be different than me. They might, and, and whether, and, and they're not descendants 
of the Southern segregationists. It's like you said before, they are- said, It's not the same thing. Yeah, it's not segregation. It might not be segregationist, but this is the Wild West mentality. Americans just go around- As someone who lived in Texas and who knows Texas and who was raised in the South, you're right, you're umbrance, right, you're right. I take umbrance to everything that you're saying, and it's spoken- Okay, fine, take umbrance. I don't it's spoken okay. from your typical Northeastern uh, ignorance that, that, that you spew regularly. It's okay. Uh, look, on a shtickle, on, on a piece of Gemara, you have what to say. On uh, on sociology of the United States- I do, as well, yes. Sociology of the United States- you and, and I'm not a person to speak about it either, although you think I hold forth on you know, it. I, uh, again, anybody who doesn't say doesn't use common sense is a Russia. It's very simple. If common sense says you could diminish the amount of fatalities by limiting uh, guns to people over 21, even if you could say Neshama Achas, then you're a Russia. We don't do that. Uh, let's move on to a side issue that I think was brought up and was pushed to the side. But I think here, me, you and I, I think can talk about it as educators who have some here. Now, nobody is justifying what this sick individual, this evil individual did. But as the backstory is being demanded, and you know, there was no manifesto that was racist or anything, but people found out that he was bullied in school, primarily because of a speech defect that he had which caused school to be really difficult for him, the place that he hated, that he took it out on this elementary school. Of course, the, 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 the connecting the dots is obviously very, very almost impossible when you're dealing with someone, yes, with mental illness, not just someone like me and you that people dismiss as uh, idiosyncratic and nuts. But okay, I want to talk about that a little bit because it was actually an aspect of Biden's campaign, if, if you don't remember, in 2020. And that was part of what Biden used to contrast himself to Trump, who made fun of his brother. And Trump was a, uh, 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 yes, Trump was a mushkas bemidos, and very much the midos of a Russia. I said it often, so I'm not a Trump person. I want to talk a little bit about this. It doesn't justify it. Let's talk a little bit as educators, when we are confronted with it. Now, Rabbi Yosef, I don't know if you have a lisp or not, but again, you are able to compensate with your with with the cogency of your thoughts and and and, and your abilities. But if you have a person who's a little bit who's not as a sharp needle as you are, and needle is a word that I use specifically, but not as sharp needle as you are, and it has a, a speech defect and is stuttering, let's talk a little bit about that, about things that can be done, and what have you done in the classroom to sort of like make sure that, 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 that there isn't going to be this problem of kids bullying you when you, when you stutter. Well, when I, when I had kids who were persecuting other kids, I, told, I took them to the side and, and, and tried, tried to resolve the problem. But, uh, I, you know, I don't know if in a large public school it's possible to uh, deal with the problem uh, effectively because teachers have large classes. They're not in the same class for more than a period or two. And uh, there are there is a huge population. Probably these things don't come to the fore. They don't bubble up to to the administration or the uh, other departments unless they are blatant. So I, I'm not sure. It is a tremendous avenue, of course, and we should do whatever we can to diminish the amount of bullying and uh, persecution which goes on in schools. And we, when we find out about it, we do it. But even in Jewish schools, there's plenty of going on, and we have much smaller schools. They're much smaller classes. Theoretically, we should all be aware of it, but we're not always aware of it. 
sometimes we're not talking about these things by sure coincidence, and even their moros are not, or more, or rabbeim are not aware of these things. So it's it, it's a terrible, terrible problem. I just don't know that the the, the United States of America is the resources it can allocate to resolving it in any shape or form. To diminish it requires money. In most states are not in most states and jurisdictions. If you went to East Ramapo here and you asked them for more money to deal with mental health in public schools, they shoot you down because they need the money for the buses for the for the for the yeshivas. So I don't know where money would come from even. Okay. Well, look, I'm just speculating here, but we know that uh, children who supposedly are suffering from sexual dysphoria, who have issues about what their gender is, it sounds like schools have crafted a safe space for them. We, it's an anathema to us. Maybe a similar thing can be done when a student is. A I student. doubt that they. I doubt that they can. I don't doubt that they actually made a safe space, unless it's like extremely progressive school. The odds are in most schools, these kids get persecuted the same like any other target target kid. Well, I know that there have been lawsuits brought against other students who refuse to um, refer to the the children with the preferred pronoun they had, maybe in the same way. Probably a drop in a bucket. Maybe certain things can be done. I think also, when we have a stutterer in the classroom, one of the things, and and I had one in, in... in, in Chicago, who was a very close student of mine. Um, and I, part of it, of course, was the parents blaming the child, saying to a family, and the child has Down syndrome, or the child is clearly developmentally disabled, and is, it sh- parents can be compassionate. Unfortunately, what happens is with stutterers is that parents, at least in my experience, didn't understand that they were dealing with something that was intractable and something that couldn't really be overcome. And they would be frustrated and they would talk about all these methods they had. Because unlike development, being development disabled where it's an even keel, stutterers we know, as Biden has shown us, can often be eloquent and not stutter. And therefore it's thrown in their face. Hmm, well, when you gave this speech, you didn't stutter. Why is it that now this is happening? And they are really attacked from within and without. And this, I think, is something that, uh, what's the, <laughs> it's as old as the Torah itself. And we know the greatest Jew was a stutterer, right? The greatest Jew, again, not like, the, not like necessarily the, the Raubag and others want to say that it came as a result of his dveikas with the Rabbi Shalom. But the, the simple pshat and the simple aspect from Chazal is that these type of defects are are and, and there are it, it's it's prevalent and it's the type of thing that we should clearly extol as ways to be positive and not to come down on students and say oh you know you, you you've got to like like it, it used to be with people that were left-handed right <laughs> what they would do was they would tie their hands in a in an effort to make sure that they only use their right hand. These are things which brain science should tell us should uh, should open up alternative ways they could shine in the classroom, and I, I think that that atmosphere can be created. Maybe Uvalde, as you said, is so is such a backwater place that they weren't open to that. But I think that it, it, we talk about what could have stopped. Well, I don't think it's funny for that. That's what it is. I, I want to, you know I don't know what happened with your name when you was when you were a kid, but my name the kids in class very often made fun of as. 
grasshopper. Or somebody even made up for some reason chicken hopper. I don't know how that came about. So, one second. I'm, sure, nickname, I'm sure that never one reached. Second. Hold on. Your nickname was grasshopper? Beckhopper, grasshopper. Oh, Beckhopper became grasshopper. I see. Yeah. Um, interesting. Do you think it had to do with the uh, popular 1970s television show Kung Fu, where the boring. David the David Carradine character was called Grasshopper by uh, his mentor? Yeah, no, it was in the 60s. So the um, so the I, I, you know I don't I'm sure that did not rise to the level of the aware consciousness of the uh, uh, the teachers and administration. Kids are kids can be mean. It's it's a big problem. And, and you know? I'm not talking about sheltering them to the point that they can't survive on their own and go on programs with other individuals and hold their own in an argument. We don't want to shelter them to the point that they, they have to close themselves off from all sorts of conflict. But I would say, again, it's, it's obviously a side element. But look, I'm willing to point to Biden, maybe as a hero, He's not Moshe Rabbeinu for any stretch of the imagination, but and and to recognize that even the most powerful man in the world right now, <laughs> is someone who is scared of a sentence where there's too many S's coming up, and is worried about his his brain betraying him, and I think this is something that maybe national sensitivity towards stuttering and other types of things can be put back there, after horrendous acts of violence against homosexual children there was a national response i would like to see something in light of this although it doesn't doesn't excuse him but maybe it should perhaps give us a little more pause <laughs> and maybe in, among even in the jewish schools aids for students that are stuttering um and not yeah, able to really uh, it's definitely it's definitely an area which can use um Improvement and how why people would actually meet uh, the to it in the proper way. Right, we can like as I, as I said, here we agree, and, and and it's almost similar to you know parents that complain after secondary infertility. In other words, ch- parents who can't have children never are able to find compassion among their friends because they have no children. They're married 10, 15 years never. If you've had children and then you go through secondary infertility, people say, what are you complaining about? I think it's a similar thing when you have this type of uh, problem um, and it it should be getting a little more attention and understanding. Believe me, we don't want to turn Ramos into any sort of model for compassion. We need to see that as rishus and as evil. Exactly, but I, I, I would hope that might be a, a side benefit. Now, let's close today. The program is not going to drop until Sunday. And Sunday, of course, we have uh, Yom Yerushalayim. And, uh, you know, Rabbi Yosef, I know that people can get our program for free. Uh, it's available on all platforms, including, including many, many other uh, interviews and discussions. And, of course, your, your, your YouTube channel, etc., well, one of the things that has been prevalent, I've seen in many, many types of shuls, is the Mizrahi magazine, which is getting better as it's getting its sea legs. And they, they, they decided to do something very interesting for Yom Yerushalayim. They decided to uh, uh, issue uh, 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 this 
edition, all about Hasidus or Hasidut and religious Zionism. And it's a, I, I haven't read all the articles, but I was uh, one of the articles I'd like to mention to you is an article about Rav Kook, and And the article correctly describes that from Rav Kook's mother's side, he was connected to the, uh, as you know, uh, the Kapust uh, Chabad Chevra, and uh, Rav Kook's many, many stories indicate that he was steeped in Lukutei Torah, and whether his derech is a hemshech of Chabad or not, or a little bit of a side turn, there's no question about it, that Rav Kook was very much a chesidish Rebbe, the way he feared Sachan Shabbos, the beautiful description that Rav Zevin has of his, and that's, that's notwithstanding the rest of his halachic and incredible greatness in so many areas. But I, one of the things which I thought was interesting that I think both of us have an imposter of Cook was someone that we talk about and, and is, is a person that um, is one of our heroes, right? Both of our shared heroes, of course, Piasetsno, that um, is Kalman Shapiro, Zechat Sadek, Vikodesh Lavrocho, Shem Yukum Dalai. He was Rav Cook about his brother, didn't he? Right. So the article brings to the fore again that one of Rav Kook's Sidim was the Piasetzner's brother, uh, Rabbi Shayo, who, uh, I don't know if he could have become a Rebbe, or he definitely could have had a Sidim, but he actually decided uh, to make Aliyah, and he became um, the and head he of the... I mean, he was actually Rebbe for a time. He actually, actually was a Rebbe for a time? In Poland, before, or wherever, what, before he left, yeah. Because yeah, his father was died young. Uh, so he was actually the head of the Immigration and Labor Department of the Mizrahi Center. Um, they helped build uh, the Rosh Pina uh, Tabga Road. And he went out there himself. Uh, yeah, he was a pilot. But he also, you know, we're a safer called Eretz Chaifetz. Let's talk a little bit about, about this interesting phenomena of, 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 of Mafdal or religious Zionism wanting to embrace everything about Chassidus that can help promote the vision, especially that Yom Yerushalayim really sort of let loose, which is a vision of a Meshachist type of religion of, of how this is not just, you know, the Heksher, but really, uh, clearly, it's almost like Yerushalayim Biyadeinu, we can almost feel, and I remember, of course, feeling that as well as a little boy, the sense of, 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 of of Hiskalos HaMashiach, and now coming to Chassidus as a way to sort of create the language, and I guess the um, the back, the bulwark of what this vision can be built on. In other words, it can be built on Baal Shev, it can be built on Menachem Vitebsk, it can be built on Chabad, taken to the next level of national uh, aspect of the Ummah, and again, putting Rav Kook as that figure, what what do you want to say a little bit about the? It's a very special person. He died relatively young, uh, and I think that uh, he did, was a nechbal akelim. He could have had much more influence. He didn't want to have that much influence, but uh, the, I think that a lot of the early Mizrachnikim, and as some of this got lost along the way, were Polish chassidim, and uh, you know uh, they can't take uh, sorry. They came from Polish and Hasidic houses, and somehow when they became Mizrahi, that Hasidic identity got suppressed because 
maybe they saw a contradiction between the Hasidic identity and their... Um, well, again, to be able to really retain that uh, sense of insularity was difficult, especially since the people they had to work with were very uh, coming from a secular mindset and a secular understanding of how a, a road gets built. Uh, Rabbi Kibi Yosef Schlesinger, of course, um, uh, did attempt to at least put the blueprints for such a community <laughs> to happen. Um, and it's, uh, it was a failed attempt, although it was marvelously inventive in terms of how he was going to preserve that, even right, in, in, in his most in agricultural community. But the, the fact is, is that, you know, Rav Cook clearly was to them uh, a Rebish mensch and a person who was totally in line. I mean, it's almost like Rav Kook gave the Heksher for them to feel that they were not betraying, uh, Rabbi Shai Shapiro felt he wasn't betraying the, the, the ideology that shaped him and formed right. him. No, um, otherwise. You know, my father, Ober Sholem, of course, was a Ben Bias by the Sokol of Rebbe, whose father, um, the Pilitzer, was someone who, Sheres Yisrael, was somebody who, who was one of the biggest proactive uh, Argue, people who argued for the Yishavaretz and working together as much as possible to create uh, a miklat and also the beginnings of, of the Heksher for Geula. So, you know, I, I, I believe this is a good move for Mizrahi to badek themselves in Chzidus. I, I, I will tell you well, that. I think, I think they're, they're, to a certain extent, they're behind their following how should I put it? This is their Johnny come lately in the scene, having realized that Chaba Kook has such an attraction to their oil. Well, also, we know, and I, I heard this from your uh, person that you used to debate before you ever, uh, we decided to do a podcast, um, your friend from yeah, Mayor Schiller, uh, who told me uh, that the only people who are really developing Chsidis. And, and thinking about it in, in the more mature ways are the the are the uh, chevra from uh, the dati lumi chevra. They're the ones. If you go onto the website of um, the Gush website, you'll see maimorim that it, are really sophisticated and taking apart piskomim from whether it's Fasemis or the Breslover or Ishbitz. And, and really working at it again, as opposed to just regurgitating it and just trying to hammer people down. I'm not, a, I, again, I don't have a, a Nesivas Hasholem. I don't have that safer with me. I don't know if you use it, but I, my, my sense is, is that if, who is truer to the Piasetzne in terms of making Chassidus relevant and nitfas for the door? I think what's happening with the, the Hester Yeshivas I'm not saying in terms of their hanhoga of their bochrim, but in terms of what their rebbeim are doing, is really more of a straight line from what the piasetzner was doing than what's happening with the siva sholem and these other. I love the fact that these farm are coming out in beautiful editions. That Oizvahader and the chesidus shavelt is spending a lot of money and putting them out. But in terms of really absorbing and being machshiv, what uh, the ideas are and making them relevant to today. I would say, you know, Schiller was right. The Maftal Hebra. Right, yeah, I think it's a, a lot of truth here. Yes. Yeah, and the, um, let's end today just with um, 
you know, uh, 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 about a month ago, one of our episodes, which got hundreds and hundreds of downloads, was you talking to me when I was really, you know, still reeling from the death of my, um, I, again, I call him my, my father figure, uh, Rav Nota Greenblatt. Uh, you're still, still reeling. I am still reeling. But I, I do want to mention that uh, a, I haven't read it yet, but a magazine that has taken a lot of pot shots from us, Bechayov, uh, for some reason, he never got up. But there's a very beautiful picture of Rav Nota on the cover of the book of this week, which I know will be gracing the homes of many of your neighbors and friends. And it's an interesting Uvda that, uh, you know, Rav Nota's children, one of them said to me, my father hated publicity. He didn't want to be out there. He worked. I don't know if he's Shepping Nachas, but I think Rav Nota's um, promotion and pushing things about him in a true way, I'm very happy about how that might push the needle back towards the center, towards things. I, I have to tell you that uh, I, I had a machlekes this week in the Chesidish Koyo that I'm learning in now. Because um, again, someone came over to me and said, I said, I said, if you can for a, if you for a bracha, as you know, Rav Kook gave him a bracha, but he has yom, and he didn't hang around. And I said, and at Gizay and the Levaya from Rav Kook. And at Makabu gave him a bracha. It was five years old, right? Right. So I said, so, and Rav Kook gave him that bracha, but he has yom. So I said to him, you know, the, uh, I told him what Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky told me uh, many, many years ago. And I was only a high school kid. I was just, well, I was one year out of high school in first year base Medrash. Uh, but I was, you know, basically, I think I was 16 or 17. And Rav Yaakov said to myself and another person that Rav Kook Sifri Alocha Zen in gold. But the Vimachshova. I didn't hear him say the name of the Chazanish, but he said the Sifri. Right. So, we engaged in a, 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 the, uh, and I have brought into the Kailo there, I have brought mitzvah saraya, because they're learning uh, the beginning of Hilchus uh, So I made sure, troublemaker as I was, to bring these svarim, to bring the mitzvah saraya in. And one, one of the chevra really, you know, said, look, it's not my art. We, we reject it. We don't want to see it. We don't have anything to do with it. So I said to the person, look, uh, you are, it's 100 years ago. That Matan Bashmuay, the the Rebbe Rabbi Yehudasim, Ivishit, and Rabbi Yaakov ended. We can say we don't want to be machnis or shenu b'machlekes, but we're going to be looking at the Morbiktiya. We're going to be looking at the Piskei We're going to call him as the Chafetz Chaim calls him Hagoyin Ayayvitz. At the same time, we're going to have such years covered from the Hayros from Rabbi Yehudasim. And say, look, this is an area we're not going to be goyers, and it's not for us, but we're going to be makabel both in our Svarim Shams. The time has come to say, look, it's a hundred years from Rabbi Yosef Chaim, it's the Satmarov and all the Asnagdas to Rav Kuk. It's time to finally say, look, we don't, we can't, and that, again, allows what I believe can help Klal Yisro, which is 
not only not being glorious, the, the interesting arguments, but to really discover again, the richness of Rav Kook's Truvis, the, the, the incredible- oh, yeah, right. How have I, this requires people- But to... again, what he told me was, my Rebbeim continue to fight this battle. My Rebbeim continue to fight this battle. And he Just was- like they're still fighting, they're still fighting all day Tehran. They're still fighting at all the battles of the 1950s. But this That's is how they identify themselves. It, it's the, Rav Yosef. We're in almost ninety years since Rav. Kuk. Right, but that's a lot of a lot of our chevra have not moved past, moved ahead. Ninety so, years, ninety, 90 years, years after ahead. after Rav Yosef and Rav Yaakov Emden were gone, it was it was a dead issue. Nobody nobody spilled our role of a chalal. and I think this is this is a, a, an example. Of really such uh, such paralysis, so sad. Of, it's tragic. Paralysis it's tragic. of thought to the point that that re, it, I have a suffix bechalal. You know whether people really care about learning, right? And again, that's part of again. I go back to yeah, yeah. I think that this. Uh, I know you're going to disagree with me, of course, but the same this is the same type of paralysis of thought that affects those Texas people. And not being able to think about new solutions. There's a paralysis of thought, which is reflected in there's the smirching of a holy person like Rav Cook 90 years later. Mamish, there's a straight I don't, path. Even, I don't even I don't even want to uh, justify that with a response. Look, that like I said, yes, I'll cut it out. I don't care. <laughs> that's look, this is there's there's a Medina called Texas, Los Zine. Between us, I would say that. If the legacy of Rav Nota, which has now become mainstream, can lead to the type of harach he had for Rav Kook and others, and the same way for Mizalman and others, and Mizofargesen, and, and just concentrate on what their contributions are, then we talk can say Yerushalayim, Ir Shechubra Loyachtov, where we mamish get the best of all these types of misogyny. Well, that's about it, my friends. We shall try to give you something before Yoy Mat and Torah. There's obviously no one better than, than Rabbi Yosef Gavriel, the Melamed of Claudius Yisrael, to be able to uh, hold forth on that. And I'll try to be his, his lowly hadoy, your interviewer, <laughs> your interviewer. Take my care, everybody. Muse. My muse. <laughs> You, I'm, I'm still waiting for my name to go on to your blog spot. Remember, it's got to say our, our, our podcasts. Okay. You Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. 